Hi everyone, welcome back to A Shot and a Goal, the podcast about hockey broadcasters. I'm Jake Baskin, and this is episode 41. It's been a while since I last talked to you, but I had finals, so that's one semester down at Dean. Three more to go. I'm excited to actually be on campus in the spring. I've almost forgotten what it's like to be a college student, although I'm not sure if we'll get the full effect again until there's a vaccine. Well, the NHL is back, or it will be soon. January 13th is the official start date on a 56-game season. Hopefully the helmet ads are temporary. Hopefully the broadcasters get to travel by next season. Hopefully the league gets good money from the upcoming American TV deal and the Seattle expansion so they can recoup the losses with as minimal damage as they can. I'm intrigued by the Canadian division. I mean, the North division. That travel's got to be pretty terrible, but the games and the online fan interactions should be fun. I must admit, I get up for the World Juniors every year, and I'm sure I'll be fully invested once the tournament starts, but I'm not as excited for the tournament as I usually am. Or I guess it hasn't really hit me that it's only a few days away. COVID has thrown the whole sports schedule out of whack, and even with the NBA having started on Tuesday night, and they're already talking about expansion... I'm still not adjusted to having sports again. Maybe it's because I'm still out of work. We'll see how long it takes for it to feel like normal for me. I think even the NHL's return won't hit me immediately. On to today's guest. We're going more of the up-and-coming route for this one. Justin Sulpico is the voice and do-everything social media guy for the Powell River Kings of the British Columbia Hockey League. He's just 21. But like some of the other young guys we've had on this podcast, Jeremy Skiba, Jack Moore, he's already making his name known in hockey circles in a variety of ways. We talk about doing both play-by-play and public address. We talk a little about going to a two-year broadcasting program and getting experience in the professional world early. And we talked about how we actually got hired during the pandemic. This is Justin Sulpico from the Powell River Kings on episode 41 of A Shot and a Goal. Hi, and welcome to episode 41 of A Shot and a Goal, part of the On the Air Podcast Network. My name is Jake Baskin, going young again, and our first trip to the British Columbia Hockey League, the Powell River Kings, and their voice, Justin Sulpico. How's it going, Justin? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, Jake. Really appreciate it. Yeah, good to have you. What consumes your day during this time while you're waiting for actual games to return? interesting year for sure but uh right now as of as of when we're speaking right now we're about four days out three days out of our first um first exhibition game but uh, i've been with the team for about two months now and it's uh it's been um capturing a lot of content we uh it's um how do you say it? it's a gap between uh when we first when we had our first formal skate to our uh first real you know game so a lot of it is um a lot of it is you know photography during the practices doing interviews trying to get that sort of content on social media and then what's also general upkeep uh, our our arena has been uh has been kind of uh, vacant for the past uh number of months so it's a matter of trying to figure out you know how to hook up our broadcast and, and figure out all that stuff and getting the right media contacts so uh it's been a 
been a big effort to try and, you know, get my feet on the ground with the team, but uh, the, the, everyone has been supportive so far, and we're all trying to, you know, navigate this, uh, you know, as, they, as they say it, on, on certain times and you know, all that stuff, but uh, it's been going good so far. Let's go to the question I ask, or I try to ask everyone. When and why did you decide that broadcasting was the career path you wanted to take? Everyone asks me that, and I always have to go through my head and think about the answer. But um, oh, it, it, it kind of just snowballed. It was kind of a, an interest that, that just kind of snowballed for me. Like, you know, my first—I guess my first foray into any sort of, you know, any sort of hint that I wanted to, you know, get my feet wet in sort of broadcasting or sports or announcing was, you know. Back in high school, for me, I was writing articles for the school paper about sorry, about the basketball teams, the varsity teams, and doing PA announcing for sports teams, and then doing scorekeeping. And uh, what, the further I kept at it, the closer I got to graduation, I just thought to myself, you know, I could probably try and make, you know, try and pursue something out of this, either working in sports or you know, being on the sidelines. Because you know, I'm working, I, I say I work in sports because I can't play sports. <laughs> so, but um, I, after high school, I, I um, kind of considered my options, and um, and the, the, the whole you know sports slash broadcasting thing was kind of you know pulling me in. So I kind of reached out to um, some of the local journalism slash broadcasting schools in my area, and I was lucky to register and get accepted to the uh, British Columbia. Due to technology and their broadcasting program, so that was a two-year diploma course uh, right out of right out of the gates. And then, while while uh, you know doing my studies there, I kind of had uh, an eye opener, uh, an eye an eye opener of sorts. You know, just kind of seeing what kind of of uh, I guess uh, you know avenues I could take in terms of you know the field of broadcasting and, and the field of sports and uh, just kind of gotten my feet wet in radio broadcasting, social media, multimedia production, and then sports play-by-play, and and uh, ultimately ended up it led me to to um, this position where I'm at now. But uh, I say the reason why I wanted to, you know, pursue broadcasting was just you know, in sports was just you know, just being involved, being surrounded um, in that environment, and you know, in that sort of uh, being kind of that background and just wanting to a passion into a career. Who were the broadcasters that you took the most influence from when trying to form your style? Um, I'd have to say probably just the local ones. So the, the, I guess primarily the local uh, broadcasters in my area. So that would be for you know broadcasting Vancouver Canucks hockey. So John Shorthouse and and. And uh, their radio uh, person, Brendan Bachelor. Yeah, I've had Brendan um, on. Yeah, pro- probably Brendan Bachelor because um, I'd be when I'd be going to school, I'd be commuting a ton, driving and and, and all that stuff, and I'd never really have a chance to sit down and you know watch the Canucks games or the hockey games. So I'd be in my car and I'd be you know leaving school fairly late at night around you know puck drop doll. Many a time driving home from school, I'd be listening to, I'd be listening to uh, the friend Bachelor's call on uh, 
So I guess trying kind of trying to you know listen in and see what uh, you know what, what what sort of you know you know enunciation mannerisms that he has on air. He does, I I think that he does a really good job of it, and that John Shorthouse on the the TV side. But uh, you know listening well. I listening to not only those two but anyone else. I you know I kind of you know learn early on that if you're doing it on a, if you're having a broadcast on 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 a, a radio station as opposed to a, a live stream or a TV broadcast, you really have to you know kind of adjust your call to whatever medium that you're on, and that kind of uh, take you that have that in the back of my head um, for you know when I start and started and and listening to. To uh, I guess those two, it's, it's fairly evident once you once you you know have a have a get your ear to it and then really listen in. You can really pick up on things and uh, little minor details that can make a big difference. I, I I would say John Shorthouse is right bachelor. Take me through the roles you've held and the teams you've worked with in your career thus far, and this can extend outside of hockey as well. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll start with uh, with my first. Uh, broadcasting job. It's interesting because the, the, the teams and organizations that I've worked with, they're all interconnected with each other in some way, shape, or form. One door is open to another. But my first real position was with uh, the Ridge Meadows Flames of the Pacific Junior Hockey League or Junior B League based in Vancouver. And I was the color commentator for, uh, for them for a year. Um, that was 2017, 2018, um, and I, I, I was able to get that position through my through my school. There was a a, a guy that was in that was a year ahead of me, Cole Marton, who we, him and I have crossed paths <laughs> crossed paths many times. But he reached out, um, saying that there was no position for that uh, for that college commentator role, and uh, I reached out, and that was a uh, it was a you know a great experience, a great organization, and then when the year when that when that uh, season uh, finished up, um, actually during the playoffs for for the uh, Ridge Meadows Flames, they faced a team from Abbotsford, where I'm from, and uh, I had an opportunity to do color commentary for their team during that playoff series, and because of that of the, that. You know, experience. You know, sitting in on the broadcast, the Abbotsford Pilots then reached out to me about their play-by-play position. So, so then the next season, I was doing the um, I was doing the um, the, the announcing for my hometown team for two seasons. So that kind of led in led into that as well. Let's let us open that open that door up. Um, what else was I? Oh, the so I did the Abbotsford Pilots. For two seasons, that was 2018-19, and then 2019-2020. That was last season. So during, and also during last season, I also had an opportunity to do play-by-play and kind of social media manage the Fraser Valley Thunderbirds. So they are a U18 AAA, a major midget team, also based in Abbotsford. Um, So that was kind of super handy, not having to travel too far, having you know, most of the work done in my, my city. Um, and then, and then uh, for this upcoming season, I'm going to be with the Tower of Kings, Junior A, BCHL, 
Uh, so those are the teams that I've worked with, um, I guess, for hockey. And also, I've also done some work off the ice, so with uh, primarily basketball and volleyball, um, kind of sort of media roles. Um, I was the social media coordinator, social media assistant with the Fraser Valley Bandits um, in, for the past two summers. Uh, they're a pro basketball team based in Abbotsford. Um, first uh, pro basketball team in British Columbia, the Vancouver Grizzlies. Um, they were they started. Uh, they're part of the Canadian League Basketball League starting in 2019, and I uh, was their social media assistant coordinator over the past two seasons. Amazing, amazing experience. Great, uh, great people behind that organization, and just and just an overall great experience. It's really humbling to be able to, you know, work for a hometown team and also have that be a pro, a professional basketball team. So that was a pretty cool experience. We went to the get a, a finals appearance on national TV this summer. So that was that was a pretty cool thing as well. Um, and then I also had a chance to do PA announcing for um, for a local uh, college in Abbotsford, Columbia Bible College. So I did PA announcing for their men's and women's volleyball and the basketball team so uh yeah so that's that's um that's, that's kind of what i've mostly on the sports side and then past two years i had a, a kind of a, a gig um as an on-air announcer with local country station so most of the work has just been um within my um within my area within my city and all well, that's also kind of been fortunate enough to have that be in that situation where all of it within, all that's within reach and creating connections that way. So it's, 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 it's great to have that, to have that work under my belt and also great that connections and open doors as well. The 21 year old me would have been jealous of you <laughs> with all those jobs. Gosh, it was a lot of, it was a lot of uh, juggling and balancing. Like there'd be, there'd be weekends where it would just be constant, constant, like I'd be, there would be weekends where I'd be in the studio from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. and then drive up the street to the uh, drive up the street to the, the college for back-to-back basketball games, PA announcing, and then drive down to the big arena for back-to-back hockey games to do play-by-play for, and then and then that would be a Saturday, and Sunday, 6 a.m. on air, and then do hockey games to round out your weekend and be. It's a lot of juggling, a lot of time management for sure, but uh, but uh, I think that the hard work, hard work paid off. The hard work is paid off. I've done a little bit of PA, but not a lot. How has PA helped you with play-by-play, if at all? I I got the the, the PA was announcing was more so and uh, had experience in the whole in the, the broader you know sports slash announcing realm. Uh, lots of people think that um, that the PA announcer is what you do is the exact same thing as play-by-play announcing. You see it in the movies all the time. Uh, or at least for me, that's kind of what they portray on um, on um, on movies and stuff. But it's it, it's related, but not. It's like obviously your play-by-play is you know your broadcasting game that's happening, but with PA announcing, it's not that it's kind of play-by-play play, 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 form the, the, the 
John Deere, the, you know, the you know, points scored by John Doe or whoever. It's, it's almost the same, but almost not. But it, it was a good avenue in terms of kind of, you know, aiding aiding myself in, 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 the, in the broader sports and broadcast, uh, broadcast realm. It, 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 was, it was definitely a good experience to have. But um, it, 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 there's, there's a, a stark difference between PA announcing and play-by-play. And if you end up if you end up getting a, a PA announcing position and try to do play-by-play, it will not it will not end well. What is important to you when you call a hockey game? What do you want to convey to the listener? You when uh, when I'm when I'm so question when I'm doing broadcasts, what do I want to convey to the listener? You really, my take on that is, is you really want to paint a picture for the listener or the viewer. You're, you you essentially how I think of it, you as the broadcaster are is there is it, the listeners or viewers, you know, eyes and ears. No other way, especially now, especially now with, with uh, you know, at least in our league, we're, we're kind of unsure whether we're able to have fans in, in, in the stands for our games. If, if they can't be at the rink, they're going to be watching or listening to your broadcast. So you're essentially the eyes and ears of, um, of, the, uh, of, of, the, listen, of, of the listener and, and viewer. So uh, you really want to try and paint that picture with your words of which of plays that are going on and, and you know who has the puck and, and, and really you know really be hard pressed and big on that. Even things like you know saying someone's name uh, can really paint that picture. You never know. You never know who's listening. It might be a parent or it might be a friend or, or a family member that might be listening. So really, you know, honing in on small details like that and um, and can really make a difference in things like, you know, the location, location of the place in the far corner, near side or the spot that, 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 that all helps in, in using that, uh, in enabling that theater of the mind and the, the listeners and viewers. You were one of the few people in broadcasting to actually land a job during the COVID time. How did you end up with the Powell River Kings? What was the application process like? Incredibly lucky and humbled to be able to, to be in this position, especially in you know in the times that we're living in right now. It, 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 you know, it, I, I consider myself lucky to be to be in this position. But I was actually in talks with uh, with the Kings back in January, back when you know things were things were normal and, 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 and all that stuff, and we were, we were able to go to sporting events and stuff. Uh, but my conversations with the Kings started back in January. I was I was mentioned that this, uh, or not, I was mentioned that uh, I was trying to find um, positions, you know, in junior A. So I, 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 my talks in trying to find a, a position in this league started back in January with um, with uh, an expansion team in our league, the, the Cranbrook Bucks. So I reached out to, uh, to the team. I, I met the manager. I met the uh, owner of the team. In Abbotsford, one time, so I tried to create that connection. Ultimately, they decided to go with uh, with uh, another broadcaster. But when that, when when those talks kind of were, you know, were washed away, another door, another door.
Johnson, he is a he's been a big help for me in my career so far. He got me the position with the Fraser Valley Thunderbirds major midget team about a year ago, and then he reached out to me saying that there was an open position with the Powell River Kings uh, uh, for the, with the Kings this uh, for the upcoming season. It's funny because I, as much as he has been a big help, and we and, and in my career we've never actually met. Hmm. It's kind of funny, dude, but uh, anyway. Um, so that was back in around February, late February. Um, so I reached out to, to the team, sent the demo tape, resume, all that fun stuff. And then obviously, uh, COVID hits. I remember clearly March 13th. It was March 13th, I believe. We were, I was supposed to go for a, <laughs> on a playoff road trip with one of my teams. And then that got canceled fairly quickly. Uh, but uh, I got one uh, Hockey Canada, you know, essentially you know, put a hold on all activity country. I, uh, I got an email from the King saying that, you know, they're going to hold off on, on, you know, on my application and will they'll let me know once, you know, things progress through pandemic. So, you know, I followed up, I think around August or July or August, somewhere around there. But I can speak for a lot of people when I say that, um, the summer and the, the, the months since the pandemic hit have been a little murky, kind of lost track of time. But around July or August, I got I reached out to to the team, asking them what um, you know if there was uh, you know, just a follow up on my application. And around and by that time, um, Hockey Canada had lifted its ban on activities, and teams were and teams and you know individual players were starting to hit the ice and do practices and stuff. And I reached out to the team, followed up, and then. We, um, I went through a, a series of interviews with the marketing manager and general manager and some front office staff here, and um, one, and then one thing led to another, and um, the team kind of mentioned to me that it that the position was open, was quote mine for the taking, and it was a matter of you know having to you know accepting the the, the, the broadcast and media position. Um, I definitely took some time to, to um, crunch the numbers, you know, see if it was, you know, and, and figure out all those, all the finance, the financial side of things on my end, because I was, because, you know, big small towns, it's fairly hard to, it's fairly hard to, to, to find a, to, to get a roof over top of your head, but uh, luckily we were able to, I was able to figure all that, all, all that out and ultimately accept the position. And uh, it's, and as you, as you said earlier, like it's, um, being able to, to um, find work at get a position in this field, especially in, in a in, in a pan, in, in a pandemic, it's um, I would assume it'd be fairly hard. But I consider myself lucky and uh, and thankful that the team was able to uh, to uh, um, you know have that have the broadcast and media responsibilities on my shoulders. So I'm really thankful to the team to. to uh, Everybody who works with a junior team as you do and is their broadcaster has a different job attached to it. Yours is media relations. So what part of media relations do you enjoy doing the most and what's the hardest part for you? Um, uh, I guess the media relations term is kind of like an umbrella term, umbrella position, um, because it's broadcast. Broadcast, it's, it's, like I said, 
media relations and social media as well and you know videographer to some extent photographer it's a lot of it, it's the position is what you make it so but for me i think that um the most uh i guess the unenjoyable part aside from the broadcasting is um is uh is the social media side of things um i mentioned that i was um social media coordinator with uh, the Fraser Valley Bandits. So being in that pro setting, I a lot of things that I learned in terms of social media and things like that. So, um, you know, after working with them, I tried to, to uh, apply some, some practices to my work. And um, but the, 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 on the social media side of things, um, the, the good thing that with, with uh, Powell River and I guess the, the, the city, the market is that it's um, it's a community that really likes and really rallies around hockey. So uh, the support online from you know residents, fans, that's always always great to see. It's always great to see that whenever a post was up and did and word gets around. Um, I I wouldn't say there isn't really a hard part. There isn't really a hard part of, of my position. Well, that's good. I enjoy what I do. If I ever found an aspect of of my job where it would be, I consider it hard or, or kind of, or you know, or kind of, you know, I guess, you know, that, that sort of sense. Uh, I really try to shy away and just focus on the positives of it. Like, the fact that I'm, I am able to work is a great part of the job. That's a very good way to think about it. Yeah, I, I, I can't really say that there's any hard as, hard aspects of the job yet. I mean, maybe we'll come game time. We, I come once we start our, our 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 playing schedule. Maybe there might be some <laughs> some overlap. Maybe it might have might might have to be you know writing a I might be in a position where I'm on the team bus trying to write a write a post game recap on low battery. Who knows? But. <laughs> Um, but as of right now, um, it's it, it been an enjoyable experience so far. It has been fun um, more than I could have pictured so far. And um, if there's a, any hardships come up, no other, there's no way but for I'll say that. Last question. What's the end goal for you? Picture Justin Sulpico 20 years from now. Ideally, what are you doing? High school, they made in grade twelve. They made us do a five year, uh, a five year, you know, outlook, and I couldn't even figure that out. <laughs> you know, Twenty five years, twenty years. Geez. Well, when, when, when I was still in school, I, I, uh, it, it, this this position, working in the BCHL, working in junior A, was um, I kind of came to it as a, a stepping stone goal. It's right. something that I can aspire to, but I know that there's always something, you know, higher up that I can that I can reach out to, and, and it's just wherever wherever the sport can take me, wherever broadcasting can take me, I'll take it. Um, it, 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 it it's a you know, sports really, sport is really made that it can you know, it, it can really affect people's lives. It can you know, whether you're a player or or you're off the ice or off the court or whatever sport you're working. Really, really great opportunities and great, great experiences. 
in the road, you know, take it. Um, but uh, where I see myself in these 25 years, gosh, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, I just started off here, but like, do, you know, I'll do my time here, see what happens after X amount of X amount of seasons. The next level up is the is the um, is the WHL. So there could be an opportunity there, whether that is with broadcasting or maybe you know front office, you know, communication on the communication side of things. Maybe it's maybe even in the cards for me, it's not hockey. Maybe it's another sport. Maybe it's not broadcasting at all. Maybe who knows? I don't really have. I I, 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 don't, I I don't really know. But at the same time, I'll take whatever comes at me. Um, and, and you know whether it is a new experience or 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 something else, I'll because I'll have to roll with the punches and then you know, see what happens. But I'm open to to almost anything. If it is, if it is broadcast, if it is sports, that's a great club. But uh, always open to new experiences and seeing what what um, what new pages can, can turn on me. Even in the NHL, there's always a step up until you're calling the Stanley Cup Finals on TV. All right, Justin Sopico. I'm sorry to ask some hard-hitting questions on that one, but thanks for doing this. Thanks for being our first Canadian in 14 episodes, and I hope you have a good day and. I can attest that calling uh, junior hockey is pretty fun. No, it, it is fun. It is fun group being surrounded in that environment. It, 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 it becomes sort of um, you, you, you really you. It, it's it's a great. I'll say it's a great group of guys and a great group of people that are behind the Powell River Kings, and I'm really excited to be getting the season going. But uh, I really appreciate you reaching out to me, Jake. Um, I I've seen your uh, your. your your podcast is seeing who you've had on uh, who you've had on so far. It's uh, notable names. It's, it's a really good thing you're uh, that that you, that you got going, and uh, humble that you're able to that you're able to reach out to me and, and, and have this chat here. So I really thank you. That was Justin Sulpico, broadcaster for the Powell River Kings. Thanks to him for coming on. Now, when we recorded that interview back in November. We were both under the impression that the BCHL season would start in December. Unfortunately, that did not happen, as COVID concerns have pushed that start of the season back into the new year. So Justin hasn't called his first regular season game as Voice of the Kings just yet. I'm looking forward to listening to him. That'll do it for episode 41 of A Shot and a Goal. You can follow me on Twitter at JakeBaskinPXP. Next week, we go to an interview I recorded in early November. Ryan Vallon from Bowling Green State University. He's actually still a student there, but is already the radio voice of their hockey team. Sorry to make you wait, Ryan. After that, you'll hear from Alex Heinert, who just finished his time calling games in the NCHC pod in Omaha, Nebraska. See you next week. (laughs) 